pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Greetings, Kinetic Believers. So glad to have all of you back with us today for this, a transformational podcast for enlightening you to the grandeur of what already exists within you. And all of you guys out in the audience, all of you kinetic believers, you understand that by transformational, it doesn't mean that you are becoming something that you are not already. You are gracefully, beautifully transitioning into the greatest form by rewilding back to what you already are, the masterpiece that you come into the natural representing. Hello, Miss Maggie. Hello, Stephen. Did you know that StephenCanyon.com is the website? <laughs> I think I did. I don't think you knew that, w- did you? W-W. Also, um, alert, this just in. Alert, alert. News, uh, this news just, how do you say Breaking it? news. Bre- that's it, breaking news. <laughs> like you didn't do the news. <laughs> no, well, or... I, yeah. But <laughs> video of this podcast mm. is now available. Yes. We are taped, Every day. Like, like we're doing now. Yeah. We got the cameras on, and so you guys can watch us do this thing. And uh, it was quite quite the exercise getting to this place of making the decision. Well, I think we were, I, I kind of feel like we were waiting until we could fully commit to doing it every single time. Well, we just decided to do it. We're all or nothing. Pe- we just, kind of okay, people. we're getting up early anyway. So set, <laughs> Why the, not? set up the cameras. Get and, the crew in here, turn the cameras on. And just yeah, do it. So, hey, if you're not watching, Flip over to... Yes, yeah, so you can just, find it on um, the Stephen Canyon YouTube channel, which is easily accessed through the website or through any of the social media. So make sure you subscribe and you will be notified every time we post a new video of the podcast. That's how you do it. You go to StephenCanyon.com and you can watch the video. <laughs> you got it. Of the podcast. Yes. You can go to sleep watching it. You know, right? I've, I've been wondering if... if Because I have to say, sometimes I like listening to things that I'm familiar with to fall asleep. Mm. I wonder if any KBs out there... Fall asleep to us. <laughs> you know they do. I hope so. <laughs> uh, somebody, somebody came like up to it. me the other day down in town, and and I, I hear I'm sitting down there by the river, Mister Canyon, Mister Canyon, Mister Canyon, and I'm like, what? <laughs> who, <laughs> who do is we know? That? And so, yeah, turned around as one of our, it was a KB, yeah. and had spotted us there, and uh, said that you know loves to to relax as yeah. he put it listening to to I the podcast it. and it's a form of meditation but mm. Great idea. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and there's, it, it, the whole spectrum with the KBs, we get letters about listening to it in the gym during intense workouts or falling asleep to it. So it, it works for any any situation. Put it on, watch it, and fall asleep. That's all you have to do. <laughs> we won't be offended. <laughs> Speaking of friends, I ran into somebody. I was talking to them a couple of weeks ago, and I haven't been able to get this out of my thoughts. Okay. And let me see what you think about this. Mm-hmm. He said he said that he has watched The Matrix about 40 times, the movie. The Matrix. Dear God. 40 times. Peel those layers back. You know, it's funny. My immediate <laughs> thought is... You know, is it is everyone doing that, and I'm the only one that's not watching the Matrix <laughs> forty times? <laughs> or you know, I've heard. I used to hear, it, and yeah. I'm sure everybody has. The person has watched. I don't know the Sound of Music a yeah. thousand times. Oh, we were watching that 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 special on. I don't know, maybe BBC or something. But it was about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang movie fanatics, and there was this man, and he had this whole um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang back tattoo. And it was like a mural of the movie, <laughs> but he had watched watched it. I think it was in the mm. hundreds, like two or three hundred mm. times. So do you do you put the Matrix like on your neck or your? I think arm you're just in the Matrix once you surpass twenty times, uh, forty times. Or but I, I was thinking about that, and you know, watching the same movie 
like that. And I guess even with a song, and I'll ask you that in a second, but a movie over and over and over, it really is an emotional trigger, isn't it? Mm. For the familiarity of what's comfortable. You like the sensation. The sensation of it. So you're trying to get that that feeling back. And it's not necessarily the entertainment of the visual so much as the the entertainment of the emotion. It's kind of like a warm cup of hot cocoa on a cold winter's day by the fireplace. The last two... And a half hours. <laughs> Underneath your favorite blanket with a puppy. There you are oh, in the please. Matrix. There you are in the I get, Matrix. I've never, I've not, actually, I haven't seen it. But it's predictable, right? That movie, you know how it's going to end. True. It's you know safe, how it makes you feel. And it's warm. So true. And it's a predictable place. But could you, let's, we've talked about the movie thing before. What about a song? Is there a particular song that you could just listen Ooh. to over and over and over? Mm. Titanic. No theme, theme from the Titanic. Oh, no way, no way. That's okay. too much. Right. It would if I was actually going to pick one song to listen to, you know, sort of forever. Um, it, I don't think it could have words. I think it would have to be something big and classical. Maybe, maybe some Beethoven. The, the words could become torturous, right? Yeah, if you know them too too well, I, th- Un- I think so. Unless it's maybe Enya who's making up her own language, and you're not going to figure out <laughs> what that's about anyway. You just I will, yes, I, no, that's true. I would listen to Enya for <laughs> all of eternity, right? and we probably will. Honestly, you know, you in, are the, right. in the great beyond, don't you know that's Enya true? Is playing? Uh, yeah, you know, I've had a near death experience. I didn't see a light, but I heard Enya. <laughs> So I knew I was close. Relatable. Absolutely. <laughs> Probably with the movies, I think maybe Singing in the Rain, I, just because of the way it makes me feel. And it also moves so fast. And it's a musical. And it's got all the dance and all the... I mean, it's just an amazing thing. Well, that's a good point, because you know exactly how it's going to make you feel. And so you're not so much there for the dialogue. You're there for the for the happiness, the happy juice. The happiness. And, that, and so yeah. also maybe The Bishop's Wife. You know, the original with uh, Cary Grant. I don't think I could enjoy that if it wasn't at Christmas time. It'd have to be the right time of year. But the, just the way that, you know, I love the ice skating. Yeah. Nobody knows how to do it. But the, the angel shows up and anoints everybody with the ability to ice skate. And are you <laughs> kidding me? I mean, how cool would that be? Uh, I love like old movies like that. A song mm. without words. Do you know what that song would be? Probably the Beethoven's Fifth or the Ninth. That's what you said, yeah. Or the Ninth. They're so joyful and and so full. And and it's something where there's there's so much going on. You could listen to it forever, I think, and find something new. It's just, it's so nuanced. Well, all these things are choices, you know, because we're saying, I would choose the Ninth, Beethoven's Ninth. I would choose singing in the rain. I would choose these things. But, you know, in the same way, we can choose to go to a familiar place of emotional security can't we we and that's what it means to be evolving consciously by learning to make choices to transcend the ego to learn to um, recognize what we are identifying with as creative creators that it's the same thing And so I think the inclination to go back and watch a movie that's made you feel a certain way is absolutely identical to what it means to be a kinetic believer on purpose. Mm-hmm. In, in the same way that we evolve, and yeah, I think it's recognized pretty much universally that we have evolved and are evolving physically in so many ways, we're also evolving psychologically. 
And we're evolving in the same way spiritually, as spiritual beings having a natural experience. Kinetic belief actively engages you in the the uh, intentional flow of spiritual evolution. Mm. And so by doing so, you know, the intentional kinetic believer chooses to meditate on on the kind of life that you're experiencing and recognizing that through the awareness of thoughts, the ego, the story that you tell yourself, the story that you've been believing that other people have been telling you, that you're identifying with, recognizing those through your awareness and observation puts you back in the driver's seat of the life that you're going to experience because we know the power of belief manifests. It attracts money, health, friends, love, whatever it is that you are missing or that you want to improve upon in your life. Mm. And so it's through the meditation of those things. Wouldn't you agree? When you talk about, yes, absolutely. And and when you talk about spiritual evolution, is that the same thing as awakening or are those different? Yes, it is. Uh, the evolution of the spiritual life is an awareness, and it is awakening. It's transcending the ego. It's becoming enlightened. And through awakening, it, it, it just means that through awareness, uh, we, we become something different. It's, we've talked about it in terms of a holistic experience. It's not choosing to be different. It's like the the caterpillar doesn't choose to be a butterfly, but it becomes one. And by allowing its original intention to manifest, but here it is as believers, we actually manifest what we choose to believe. If the, if the caterpillar could uh, choose the life it's going to experience, then you would have some caterpillars that would never become butterflies because they wouldn't believe they could become one. Oh, that's too mm. beautiful for me. And so they would digress away from yeah. their original purpose. I saw a really cute comic the other day, and it was a butterfly, and he was just hovering over this pile of shoes. And he said, what am I going to do with all these shoes now? Because <laughs> they lose all their little legs. <laughs> oh, Maggie. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. It was actually, it was the drawing that made it so cute. You know, there was just this huge pile of little caterpillar shoes. I'm sorry. But that's okay. But you know what? We are in search of answers to our questions. Yes. Because that's what awareness brings is a lot of questions, a lot of head scratching. Mm. Like, what am I going to do with all the shoes? (laughs) One of life's most basic questions. But seriously, we meditate on our life questions. And in order to find answers, you've got to have the questions, right? Mm. And in the questions, now here's what a kinetic believer does intentionally, and it's part of the actual the manifestation uh, guided journal, is it causes you to think. And it brings you into a, a, a meditative place of asking the right questions. And by being a question asker, it includes the smallest questions that you may have regarding your immediate life that you're experiencing when you get up today, the things that you're going to be involved with, those the smallest things, the smallest questions are included in the bigger questions because it's by observing our thoughts, intentionally observing our dreams. And, and I've even done this. I've gone back and I remembered, and I was a a uh, ferocious daydreamer in school when, when I was in <laughs> elementary ferocious school. Ferocious And I would, looking out the window and daydreaming, mm-hmm. but I've thought as an adult, I've gone back meditatively to those early years and thought, no, what was I daydreaming about? What 
pulled my attention away from mathematics. Well, that could have been anything, a fly (laughs) on the window. But what was it that was distracting me? Because by observing your thoughts in this way, and your dreams, your daydreams, you can find messages from the universe that are revealing the questions to you that you should be asking about yourself. So as a KB, look for questions, not answers. Look for questions in your life. Don't look for answers. Look for the questions, because once you have the questions, the amazing thing is, is that the universe is going to provide the answers. How many times have you gone up to somebody to ask them a question that you didn't have the answer to, and just as soon as you open your mouth up to ask them the question, the, the answer comes to you? <laughs> Sometimes it almost feels like that's what, what's required. <laughs> you have to ask, and then it'll pop in. You have to formulate the question. Yeah. Because the answer is always available, but we don't ask. We don't, we don't ask the question. Mm. And most people will go through their life looking for answers that they don't have the questions for. It's the opposite. One of the most common obstacles that you know, I hear often is how depleted of energy most people feel. And yeah. certainly as the week, the work week goes, or, you know, I think a lot of kids are going back to school today. And probably a lot of parents are going, good, I'm going to get my energy back. (laughs) But whatever it is that's taking your energy, and what is depleting energy that, and and you can feel it leaving. We were talking about this this morning over coffee, And, and, and people feel tired, and they say that they just don't have anything left to give. There are things that you can do to keep your vibrational energy level high. Regardless of kids in school or out of school, um, the, the, the uh, uh, requirements of your work, mm-hmm. of life in general. And, and I just think it's important to recognize that when you start feeling depleted of your energy, and this is vitally important to your success as a kinetic believer, you need to keep your your virtue, your strength, your vibrational um, frequency high. In other words, your energy level high. And, and as I was thinking about it this morning after our conversation, I'm thinking, well, there are triggers that most people don't recognize as being fundamental to saying, wait a minute, I've got this thing showing up inside me. I've got this thought. And this is actually a red flag. This is a trigger that says, you know, I need to do this other thing to make sure that my energy level is not depleted so I can continue to uh, put pressure on joy and peace and health and uh, uh, happiness and all these other things that I'm manifesting into my life that don't come when we feel depleted of energy. In other words, when you feel anxious, when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel confused about things. It's vital to recognize those feelings, those negative feelings are signs, Mm. signs that it's time for you to intentionally shift your thoughts. First, and and those feelings are not you. The feelings are just signs that now it's time for me to take a moment, shift my thoughts by focusing on the environment, focusing on other things other than these these issues that are causing me anxiety. These triggers that can make us feel depleted, um, 
are they external triggers or is it always coming back to the mind and how we're processing the external? Everything comes back to the mind. The external is just that. It's external until you internalized, internalized it and given it a story that weakens you because you're identifying mm. with something as something that is depleting you. It's taking wow. from you. And so the observation of that and the attention of that thing, whatever it may be, in a negative way with a negative story is going to deplete you of energy. Mm. And so the, there, there are things that you can do when you recognize that these these. Uh, mental triggers are being fi- are firing off. Something that's really standing out to me about uh, the story when you said that we attach a story to these triggers. Um, the first thing that popped into my mind was the physical triggers, the stories that we attach to those things, whether it be the the idea that you get a cold at the same time every year, or um, you know, women as they maybe go through menopause or go through hormonal changes throughout the year or throughout the month. But whatever that may be, I think it's fascinating that we need to develop awareness of a story that we're attaching to to that idea. Right. Stinking thinking. <laughs> That's what you've entered into. <laughs> right. And it could be knee-jerk reactions, uh, something that happened from childhood or whatever it is. The reasoning actually becomes less and less important as you recognize that, hey, it's just this is not good. I'm not responding correctly to this environmental thing, whatever it is. And so mm-hmm. the, the first thing to do, and the, one of the, the first things you do is to choose an object and make the proclamation, in, in, in case you're not out in, in a, uh, a flower garden somewhere, just choose an object wherever you are. It, maybe it's a paperweight. I don't know. But just choose that and say, that's beautiful. <laughs> you get to decide <laughs> because you have the wow. creative bias. So choose anything. Choose something in the space you're occupying and say, you know, th- that right there, that is beautiful. And then then go ahead and, and in your mind, articulate the reasons why it is beautiful. What makes it amazing? Mm. Because you're redirecting your thinking, and it's a quick process, something you can go to quickly to uh, cause that uh, anxious thought to begin to melt and to dissolve. Look around for beauty. Look around for something unique. Look, look for, I don't know, in this room, look for unique shapes and colors like, well, I can see you. Very unique. And, but find whatever that is until you begin to feel buoyant. Wow. You can feel yourself begin to lift up above the noise of that confusion and whatever that thing is or was that's causing you the, the uh, anxiety. I'm feeling myself very fascinated by this idea of let's become aware of the stories that we are attaching to anything and everything in life and then recognizing those as vibrational triggers because I think it's just amazing how we can be these high level kinetic believers operating and journaling and and every thought into captivity and doing this every single day and not even realize that this uh, traditional or habitual story is holding us back because I think when something has been in place your entire life or in your mind, maybe it's something society taught us as a at a young age. But when it's been there the whole time, it's very sneaky. It's very manipulative. You almost don't even notice it. So this heightened awareness, you know, really taking a t- taking the time to look at everything, um, I just can sense that that would just give us so much extra freedom and and freedom 
where this vibrational energy is concerned. Well, that's true, because you're not going to recognize a negative trigger um, intellectually. Mm. You're going to recognize it emotionally. There's a bad feeling that's come in, and a feeling of being depleted energetically. You feel anxious. You can't get to everything. Too much responsibility. Too many things mm. on your on your calendar. You just, the kid, all the demands that you are internalizing. And it, there's a feeling that comes up first before intellectually you go, this is impossible, mm. through reasonings. And so you cast down, like you said, you cast down, or actually you said bring into captivity every thought according to what you choose to desire. In other words, like this, what we're saying, you know, choose something. So that is beautiful. You're bringing that thought into captivity. And by doing so, you're casting down those negative energetics. And now you can begin to feel Mm. the energy coming back. And you can feel the light from the unconditional love that you're putting toward an object that you've decided to choose as being beautiful and to define it as such. And and in this this place, Meg, you can feel love as a background emotion begin to envelop you and to lift you up above the noise of that negativity, uh, which are energetics that you begin drowning in. And so it's like your head becomes uh, up above the, the, the water the negative waters that were trying to suffocate you and drown you. Yeah, this is making me think of just the other day. I didn't sleep well the night before. I think there's there's a fox that roams around here, and he triggers the really bright lights outside. Mm-hmm. And so I think he was really active or something. But anyways, I didn't get a lot of sleep. And so I, I did wake up the next morning. I was so fogged in. I was so tired. And I just let that sit on me all day. And looking back, how insane that was because – you know, we're taught, okay, if, if you're tired, you're tired. You didn't get enough sleep. That's logical. That reason makes sense. But we get to say, no, I'm a kinetic believer. I can make this day I be anything I want it to be. And I can feel any way I want to feel. And I get to choose that no matter what the circumstances are telling me. You get to choose that. You get to observe your thoughts through awareness and recognizing that, you know what, your thoughts are not you. Mm. Your thoughts are not who you are. And so by recognizing that, one of the one of the most powerful things that a person can do is to learn to smile at the negative thoughts. Mm. I see you, you little gremlin, you. You're not me. I might just throw some water on you and, and watch you run. And, and they will dissolve. When you learn to smile at them, you can dis- disconnect yourself from those thoughts rather than identifying with them. And they can only remain attached to you from the alignment of identity. There is no other way for that thought to remain unless you identify with it. Wow. Thoughts, thoughts will now, they will feel different. As you move into a higher vibration of positive energy, they feel different. And regardless of how much sleep you had or didn't have last night, in fact, by learning to recognize thoughts, even in a fatigued, physical fatigue state of being, you can still deal with them in a positive way while you go and get your rest. They don't have to take over. Now, you are in a weakened state, and it does take more Uh, applied effort in order to cast down those thoughts and bring into captivity every higher one. But when you stay full in a state of love, nothing and no one can pull more energy from you. Mm. You're guarded in that sense. And as uh, unique creatives, we are 
kinetic believers are ego aware, mm-hmm. and but we're also intimately linked to a higher consciousness that connects all of life, and we recognize that. The, there was a young man busking out in the park the other day with his ukulele and beautiful voice singing, singing along and singing songs to us. And I had the strongest sense, Meg, that it was a version of me singing and playing the instrument. There's mm-hmm. oneness in higher consciousness, and you see others as representations of part of you in the collective. Even though you remain fully in the individualistic form of you. (laughs) That's a big word. But the the force of life essence lies within all of us, and there's that oneness that we are fully aware of in higher consciousness. I love this definition that you're giving us today. It's a fresh take on evolution, spiritual evolution, awakening, this this concept of being in full control of your energetics, your physical capabilities, what you actually feel like, your emotions, your interaction with others and vice versa. And so I think it's I think it's interesting because when it comes to control, I th- sometimes I struggle with finding the balance between uh, micromanaging and being sort of a, con- a spiritual control freak, but 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 I feel like what you're describing is us being in control in an organic way, in the originally intended way. In the organic way, being that you know what we all have an ego, but the ego is there as a tool, a tool for. Um, going on this journey of awareness and using it to put your hands to a form and to be entertained by it mm. rather than controlled by it. Because, look, higher consciousness, it, it permeates everything. And in doing so, it, it actually is creating expectations and growing the original desire of the desires of bias, the the imagination and desire of God into being, as well as recording all the thoughts and recording all of the feelings and the knowledge and every experience that has ever existed within this universe. And actually, those recordings of awareness are known as the Akashic Record. And in religion, in the religion of uh, theosophy, the Akashic uh, Records are this uh, compendium. It's a, a collection of the concise, complete totality of universal events. Everything that's ever happened, every thought that's ever been thought, every single word, regardless of the language, every emotion, every intention mm. uh, ever to have occurred in the past, present, or future in terms of all of the entities, all of the life forms, not just human, but every form within the entire universe, everything. In other words, the the blueprint for every form, which includes every thought and, and emotion, which all have substance, has a record. Mm. And this trove of universal information, it's known as the Akashic Records. And did you know that it is completely possible for you to access this repository of collective wisdom, the Akashic Records, and all those experiences whenever you desire? And I ask this question often, and people go, well, uh, how do you do? How do you learn to do something like that, Stephen? Mm. You don't have to learn to do it because you're already accessing it just by being here. You're part of it. Everything you say and think and do, there's nothing new under the sun, is this what the Bible says. And that's what it means. All, 
All of it came from the desire and the bias of the Creator. And you are, we are all already part of it. And so by the things that you choose to cast down or bring into captivity and all the thoughts and the thinking and the doing and the the energetics of life and the intentional transcending the ego through enlightenment to live and enjoy your best life, all of that, when you do these things purposefully and intentionally, you're actually engraving your life into the record and drawing from the record of all things being possible with every desire that you should choose. It seems like this perspective shift of making sure that we're understanding all wisdom, knowledge, spiritual evolution, the the highest self, seeing that as a as a pre-existing uh, warehouse, if you will, of 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 information and mm. abundance, but it is pre-existing because I think many times when we're focused on on evolving self, we're looking for something that we may believe is new and so recognizing that this is not new but it is the best and it is the original and it's it's what we were meant to access um it seems like that that slight shift in perspective would have a a a profound impact on how we manifest ah that's it isn't it profound in that guess what you're not a victim Mm. Uh, things don't just happen to you everything happens for a reason and you are the reason. And so not only can you access all things being possible, but you're part of it. And by being part of it and the practice and the art form of kinetic belief is that you learn to directly influence it, that the law of attraction is there to respond to you. The universe is there to respond to you. You have authority and you have dominion in in the land of the living and the natural. And knowing that is... 99.9% of success, and knowing that also is the motive to show up, isn't it? And to become willing. Kinetic believers live life in recognition that, you know what, they know that they are powerful, and they know that they are spiritual beings, and they know that they have this ability to bring the super in onto their natural, Mm -hmm. and to call things that be not into existence, and to believe by adhering to and relying upon their journal beliefs to change circumstances, and to attract money and perfected health, and all of those things. Because you have the ability to manifest great things by simply learning how to recognize the universal mind. Wow. How do you how so how do you work with all this knowledge, Stephen? <laughs> how do you work with I all this know. knowledge, no, Stephen? Just kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Cuz a lot of how do you so what do you get up every day? And this is I can hear somebody thinking and asking right now, elbowing somebody in the room. How what do you do? What do we do with all this knowledge? It's a lot of knowledge. So where do we even begin? The subconscious mind acts as a gateway to the collective consciousness where the Akashic records exist that we're talking about. And you can learn to access it at will, whenever you will. And so when you learn to connect with this force intentionally, and and you know that you're doing it, you will be able to discover hidden knowledge by, like we're saying, learning to ask questions and being going exploring intentionally for questions. And so you'll discover these treasures that were hidden for you, not from you, but for you, so that you can use them to improve your life. You learn to 
participate in active healing of your own body and other people. And we don't talk enough about that. You are a healer, an intentional healer. You can heal sickness in other people's bodies. Mm. By doing this intentionally, you can recognize all of your deep connections within all living beings, not just human beings, but you have a deep connection with the puppies you see out on the sidewalk. You have a deep connection with a flower, a deep connection with a bird as it flies over. Deep connection. Influence in the very fabric of existence with your mind. You have influence in in this universe that goes beyond you, that permeates way beyond you. And it's easily understood within your genius of purpose that you are intentionally coming in contact with to be the expression of that into the manifestation in the empirical forms around you. Mm-hmm. And by doing all of this intentionally, working with this knowledge intentionally as a KB, y- you begin to uncover profound levels of creativity and, and this clarity of thought. And we talk about this all the time, Meg. Just this, this uh, you just know that you know it and it's in your knower. You don't know how it got into your knower, but it's in there. And so now you know. And so right here at this place, in this present moment, indeed, meditation is the very best way to begin to access the universal mind through the the openness of the subconscious mind to receive these these uh, these notions of you know, go here, do that, say this, be an expression of unconditional love. And so all of this intentional release of your energetics, the moment that you start watching your thinker, watching your ego and the, what it's identifying with, this higher level of consciousness, it, the moment you do that, it becomes activated. You know, being a kinetic believer, it has heightened my sensitivities and my ability for awareness more than I ever even thought possible through journaling and through connecting with your highest self. And I just have to say that everything you're describing, it seems like it's all going to come back to developing those sensitivities, developing that spiritual hearing ability, because even if you're able to connect with the highest consciousness and the this Akashic record, this, this higher wisdom, we have to be sent, you know, the universe never screams at you. (laughs) It never Mm -hmm. does. So this, again, the word sensitivity is what keeps entering my mind. And that's something that I feel like was a natural byproduct of journaling and kinetic becoming a kinetic believer. That's a beautiful thought, isn't it? The universe it has reverence for you because of what you represent in, in this universe with the same creative abilities that God has to create, to imagine, to believe, and then to see it come to pass. That is a remarkable thing mm. to be reverenced. And so when you acknowledge who you are, what your abilities are, and you fall unconditionally in love with the weirdness of that, whatever that may be, and, and even like with you, I have to say, I have enjoyed this journey of, of realization and enlightenment with you as a partner of yours just because of the enjoyment that I get of watching you transcend. Mm. And I've seen it evident in, in the things that we talk about, in your paintings, in your, the, your abilities as a musician, and just as a human being, and watching you bloom and grow. 
and I delight in that. And that's, that is the lifestyle of KBs. We delight in each other and encourage and celebrate and champion and edify each other through this process of growth and development. Yeah. Because here we are, when we all begin to realize that there is this vast realm of intelligence that goes way beyond our thoughts— a vast realm of intelligence that, you know, our thoughts, the, the reasonings that, the, that we kind of play around with like children in a sandbox, th- those thoughts are only this, this tiny little aspect of that greater intelligence. And so we also realize that, you know, what, all things that truly matter, things like beauty and love and creativity and joy and inner peace, all of that arises from beyond the mind, And we have the ego to entertain us with beauty and love and creativity and joy and inner peace and all of those things. But we begin to awaken by freeing ourselves from our mind. And that's the awakening process, you know, that we're talking about. Yeah, well, and I, th- I think it's I think it's really interesting this idea of observing other kinetic believers in their journey as as we all evolve together because obviously we're all going to be at different points in different states of evolution, and so taking a step back and and looking at ourselves, looking at others, appreciating this process and within us, and then also in with a partner or a friend, I think that's that's an incredible gift that we have. It is a gift. And that's one of the things that a lot of the KBs are saying to me and that we're hearing a lot of is that there is an intrinsic desire for the human being that's intentionally enlightening themselves, that are opening themselves up to possibilities beyond their own reasoning. Mm -hmm. They want to be a light coach. They want to coach (laughs) other people into development and growth for themselves, and it is a proper thing to desire. And so we are creating an army of light coaches all over the world right now. Mm -hmm. And, And so when you listen to a thought, when a KB listens to a thought and learns to do this, you are aware not only of the thought, but also of yourself as the witness of the thought. And a new dimension of consciousness comes pouring in. So what do you want to do? When you experience this, you want to go and tell Roy and you want to tell John and them and go over there and let Susan know exactly how to do this amazing thing that you are that's beginning to envelop you and enlarge you and increase you. But it was not through the mind, it or through thinking that the miracle that is life on earth or your body was created and is even being sustained because you know there is clearly and, and I was, we were talking about this just a couple of days ago. That there is clearly an intelligence at work that is far greater than the mind. And, for example, how can a single human cell measuring one one-thousandth of an inch across, how is it possible that it can contain instructions within its DNA that would fill 1,000 books of 600 pages each? How is that even possible? And the more that we learn about the workings of the body, the more we realize how just how vast the intelligence at, at work is within it and really how little science knows. But when the mind and the ego 
reconnects with that. It becomes the most wonderful tool. And so as kinetic believers, that's what we're doing is we're learning to use the imagination and desire and the gratitude and the words that we speak in our actions in alignment with the energetics of kinetic belief to be able to intentionally manipulate the substance of all things made for, made of, that are made from that, that substance into our reality where we can intentionally attract the things that make us who we are. The ego is a wonderful tool to be shared mm -hmm. and also to set uh, people free from the condemnation of an abuse of the ego. And it's so it, it just begins to serve something far greater than uh, itself as a light coach you can use the ego to identify with the misgivings of the ego in other people and with a compassionate nature begin to unconditionally love all of life around you, regardless of its broken current state that it may be uh, ensconced in. But you know, I think the takeaway here today, as much as anything, Meg, and I want all you KBs listen very carefully emotions which everybody has uh, you you're supposed to have them but they were never meant to have you emotions they are the sixth sense ability for the energetics of alignment and a, a discourse of an unbalanced wobble like we were talking about, you just feel depleted you feel energetically washed out whatever the reason you can attach reasons that that are nothing more than an excuse and you hear you know why did why did why was there's this this uh abuse over here why did these two guys get into a fight well he he said i he ate the last piece of the candy bar well that's not why they got into a fight that was a trigger there's an unbalanced wobble that's already taking place energetically and the guys feel depleted, and so they're going to go and take it out on each other. But because when a person lives behind their feelings and they live behind their emotions rather than above them, it creates a state of negative interactions with other people, negative interactions really with the entire universe. This concept, this it's remarkable because... I don't think I fully understood how to use the ego, and I've gotten so such a deeper understanding of that today, because I think the ego can get a bad rap sometimes, you know, it sort of seems like this villain that we're supposed to be sort of fleeing from all the time, but making sure that we understand that it is a part of us and how it is so interconnected with emotions. And I think it's important for us to remember wh exactly what you're saying is, and I want to make sure I understand this right. It's not that we shouldn't pay attention to the emotions. Um, like you said, we have them, but it's the, like you started the podcast by saying, it's the observation of them. It's the observation of them and then recognizing that our highest self is the true power here. It is the top dog. It's the one in control of our life and not, not chemicals or emotions or the ego. Right. It's by not identifying with the negative feeling or the negative emotion saying, well, that is me. I am mm -hmm. mad. I am angry. I am. You're none of those things. You might have that negative feeling or emotion of those things, but that is not who you are. Mm -hmm. And so a KB disassociates with that and recognizes that, you know what? Thoughts of worry and doubt and fear move the center balance from the precipice, the foundation of my peace. And so I'm in this wobble now. And it's just simply an 
indication that I need to do the work to transcend that by choosing a beautiful thing and defining that and meditating on that and forms and light and allowing things to be what they are. Thoughts of creation, fulfillment, success, growth, love, compassion, all of those things align with the energetics of positivity, creating positive emotions and a physiological response that is not the emotion. Like you said, it's the chemical response to the emotion to prepare for the action of kinetic belief that's unwavering. An emotion is not a mind's reflection in the body, but rather a sensation that just follows the alignment of thought, then follows the alignment of beliefs. In other words, we talk about people with desires and cravings. We were craving popcorn last night. Those kind of things. Anything. Desires, cravings. When those are observed, imagined, and desired, and talked about, it will produce an emotion that will entice you to redirect your genius of your purpose to reconstruct the moment that you're living in. In quantum theory... Positive energetics are advancing the universe to expand and to become more. Negative energetics result in the, the in decay. And without opposition to negative energetics, the universe would just collapse and it would cease to exist. And we, we may safely then postulate that positivity leads to life and negativity death. And as such, the same explosive creative power that released uh, was released at the moment of inflation, the Big Bang, if you will, is available to the conscious mind for advancing the mind and the body and soul toward perfected completion. And by default, the destructive power of decay is also available through the subconscious for decaying the mind and decaying the body and decaying the soul toward destruction. There are, currently, there are two very strong, full-flowing, opposing energetics upon this earth. Both were attracted by two factuous desires from the collective. One is negatively manifesting destruction, while the other one is positively advancing the mind and the body and soul. And regardless of what may be going on in your life today around you, there is a powerful way to enjoy your best life. I mean, you're supposed to. <laughs> you were created for this reason. And there are very few questions that we need to ask of ourselves. For example, are we aligned with the positive Or are you aligned with a negative? What are you influenced by? Where do you go for the answer to those questions, for that information? And I'll tell you this, don't be deceived. Whatever you spend time with becomes you. And it's not possible to commune with a substance of persuasion, positive or negative, and not be transformed by it. It's like we were talking this morning about how your energy, if you could see, actually see your energy, you could see it arcing toward the a distracting energetic. You could see it being depleted as the energy of your soul arcs. And we can literally feel negative energy. Yeah. And we realize it's there. We recognize it. 
It feels heavy. It feels anxious. It's angry. It's fearful and it's toxic. It just feels bad. And we can sense the uh, dis-ease within us, which will it manifests disease if we stay around it long enough. Negative energetics attract lack, sickness, poverty, strife, decay, death. From the very beginning, human creatives began arriving into the natural for the purpose of advancing. And a dispensation of thought creation was imagined to evolve through actually three very distinct ages of transformation. The individual and the collective journey of adventure has evolved all the way down through actually two different ages of awareness so far, where the particle attraction and uh, particle application of attraction of each one has actually finished its work. And so the dispensation of transcending the identifications of the stories that we tell ourselves, like we're talking about today through the ego, the dispensation of that is for grafting humankind's likeness into the image of the Creator and for us to evolve into that place, into that image. And so we come all the way down through the history of time, the corridors of time, and here you and I are today. We're doing this podcast, writing books, and we're doing all the social media. We're taking the calls and making the calls, and we're showing up and talking about all of this. And because here we are today, Meg, we've entered into the third and the final stage of spiritual evolution, where human beings are becoming fully empowered in the creative authority to experience what the Bible called days of heaven on the earth. The first age of transformation began about 6,000 years ago when the Creator intervened upon human life by uh, recoding our DNA. And it was the interjection that created humankind's first awareness of the uh, two opposing energetics and Desire was born into this to this world. The second age of transformation began about 2,000 years ago. The Creator again intervened by interjecting the life-changing power of subjective beliefs into the natural world. What a mess. But what a necessary mess. All the wrestling, all the wrangling, all the arguments and debates— you gotta, you got to choose my subjective belief so it becomes the objective and I can move on with my ego and all of that stuff. And that's been the second dispensation. But the very nature of subjective realities placed the full responsibility for manifesting beliefs with every single human creative, with every single person. And now the world has entered into its third and, and its... Well, it's final dispensation of creative awareness. That's where we are now. That's why you and I get up with a bounce in our step every day. This is the most exciting time to be alive. And it is through the gift of unctions that come up from within the inner spirit that people are now receiving revelation knowledge, which is its final translation is meteoric in scope. It's enormous what is occurring right now because the results can actually be seen. They're tangible. Miracles being manifested into the natural. Transformation is spilling out onto the pages that can, of documentation as you and I sit here speaking today. And this dispensation of enlightenment is creatively 
definitive and it is reaching completion quickly. There's always going to be challenges in this world. And even we as KB creatives will face them. But you know, one thing that's different for us is we know our truths. We are recognizing and coming into the authenticity of self. And really, that's one of my biggest challenges, and I think yours too, is that we are challenged by others who are not willing to be authentic. And you can see them, and it's transparent, but authenticity. So, you know, we cannot be deceived into thinking that anything less than our expanding territory or our healthy body Advancing abundant life is going to be acceptable reality for us. We have no choice but to embrace it because we've seen it and we, we know the authenticity and it becomes impossible to go on masquerading, doesn't it? You know, the dying voices of the world will tell us to expect defeat. Tell us to expect failure. Still, you'll have people around you that will say, who do you think you are? You know, of course, you're going to get sick. Of course, there's disease that can uh, crumble your body. And of course, you can expect broken relationships. And of course, you can expect financial trouble. There are going to be all of those dying voices in the world that will try to convince you of that being your authentic self. But when we live by kinetic belief, we believe in our abilities to align with love, which says that I can attract into my life anything that I choose through the power of kinetic belief. Love says that nothing is impossible for me. Love says that all things are possible for the law of attraction to manifest through the power of kinetic belief. Love says that the best life is mine. It is mine through kinetic belief. And you know something else? We know that our Creator, that God always backs us up in the power of kinetic belief. And those there are just so many ways to live this life, but there is only one way that produces results, good results. And there are just so many ways to avoid the reality of deceptions by living boldly and fearlessly. And that is the first thing. And we were just talking about this, to let go of the, the familiar so that you can become bold in your expectations. You can become fearless in expecting to act out and live out the things that you've been journaling. So we ask for the guide of wisdom just to lead us into eternal truth. Learn to practice asking the questions, and the universe will always answer. And we do so by you know, being alert and keeping ourselves prepared. And like you're doing every single day, you dig your heels in deep into your kinetic beliefs. And you don't come up until you expect to see uh, the answers to the questions that you're able to uh, ask through the power of wisdom. And refuse to budge from the truth of your purpose. And you'll stand firm now and in all of the days to come. And, to get, and together, I'll tell you this, all you KBs that are, you've got this hunger and you've been letting us know about this through your emails, that you want to be a light coach for other people. It is possible for you to not only guard yourself against every single deception, but to begin standing in the gap for those that you love to guard them against those deceptions mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. 
And just like uh, Noah Langley, who wrote The Wizard of Oz, said, pay no attention to the men behind the curtain. (laughs) Big fish. (laughs) That's Uh, great. And just say this out loud while we're paying no attention to whoever that is back there. Just say, my present (laughs) contains the authentic power of me. My present contains the authentic power of me. By being present. By being present. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. The abundance of my purpose changes things. The abundance of my purpose, it changes things. The journey of my life. The journey of my life. Going forward. Going forward. Is paved with the substance of love. It's paved with the substance of love. I was created. I was created. From the substance. From the substance. Of which I am perfectly aligned. Of which I am perfectly aligned. Because I have no bitterness. Because I have no bitterness. I have no anger. I have no anger. And there... I have got no regrets or fear. I've got no regrets, no fear. I am love. I am love. Right now. Right now. I am enthusiastically patient. I'm enthusiastically patient. In this present moment. In this present moment. My presence. My presence. Is original. Is original. And my space. And my space. Is beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm full of light. I am full of light. Happiness. Happiness. And joy. And joy. How do you like me now? How do you like me now? Being present in the now. Being present in the now. I am receiving clarity. I'm receiving clarity. For choosing new experiences. For choosing new experiences. Now is where the power of my kinetic belief exists. Now is where the power of my kinetic belief exists. There's no need for me to hurry or worry. There's no need for me to hurry or worry. Because I am calm. Because I'm calm. In this present moment. In this present moment. And in this present peace. And in this present peace. All good things are available to me now. All good things are available to me now. I am truly grateful. I am truly grateful. And the path that I am on. And the path that I am on. Is attracting my original source purpose. Is attracting my original source purpose. For abundance and peace. For abundance and peace. Great health and lots of money. (laughs) Great health and lots of money. And today. And today. Right now. Right now. You need to know. You need to know. I choose to fulfill myself. I choose to fulfill myself. With the awareness. With the awareness of me of me this is one of those podcasts that i am going to have on repeat there was so much that i need to continue to unpack and understand and and listen to on repeat i think that's something i'm going to repeat this one this weekend that would be the perfect opportunity yeah you know i'll turn i'll listen to it with you yeah that sounds (laughs) sounds to see what you said right i have no idea (laughs) right um just a reminder to everyone you if you want to have even more immersion beyond the podcast you can find that at stephencanyon.com follow steven on instagram that's at stephen canyon subscribe to the youtube channel we're adding new and exciting things all the time and we just love interacting with you as well and sending out much love and light to all you kb creatives all around the world. Oh yeah. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.